0: Hey everyone, thanks for listening to SwiftCast. If you're a fan of Taylor, go ahead and hit the subscribe button on iTunes or your podcast app, and it will automatically download our episodes for you each week. We have a lot of exciting episodes and guests as reputation rolls out, so you'll only be doing yourself a favor by subscribing. Also, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at SwiftCast13, or you can find all of our episodes and social media at our website, SwiftCast13.com. Enjoy the show!
1: Welcome to episode 221 of SwiftCast. This is Steph, Ashley,
0: Adam, and Nate.
1: And we have such an exciting episode for you because as you all must know by now, another song was released from Reputation and it was completely unexpected and we wanted to record about it as quickly as we could. It's September 6th as we're recording right now. You may have noticed that we've been releasing a lot of extra episodes and content for you because we're so excited about reputation coming up and we want to give you all the best information that we can. That's why some of our episodes are not being released on our consistent schedule of Wednesday mornings. So just always be sure to check back. Because we have a lot of other exciting episodes coming up.
2: Yeah, I mean, honestly, by the time this comes out, for all we know, Taylor will have released another song. This is crazy. We just have, we have no idea what to expect.
1: Right. We had a great episode with our listeners on episode 220. And some of the callers were asking if we thought there would be another song and we've all said oh you know i don't know probably not anytime soon and what two days later this it was revealed taylor posted on instagram telling everybody to watch the alabama football game and then the song was released at 8 a.m on sunday september 3rd which is an odd day to release a new song
0: absolutely it is it kind of reminded me honestly of when Taylor released I Don't Wanna Live Forever. We were literally just sitting around, you know, <laughs> uh chatting and then suddenly this song drops, we're just like, What? <laughs> like Oh, it was insane.
2: Although I do think that was like Thursday night slash Friday morning, so still the normal release time. Things mm-hmm. usually don't drop on Sundays.
1: Yeah, I don't wanna live forever was Thursday night. So this was odd. I wonder Taylor can do anything she wants, but I do wonder if it's difficult to get around the rules. This isn't an official single. It has been played on the radio, especially iHeart radio stations, I think, have been playing it every day. But it's not an official single. I don't know if one day it will be. We'll have to wait and see.
2: And here I was. I went off on vacation to Florida thinking I was going to have a nice relaxing time. Nothing to worry about.
0: Yeah, well, if there's one thing I know about Taylor, it's that she keeps us on our toes.
1: She definitely does. And this is the best part, though, of an album release, I think. Just all the excitement leading up to it and the fact that we have a 15-track album and we only have two songs on it that we know about is just really exciting. So on this episode, for our main discussion, we're going to be talking all about Ready For It But in terms of whether there will be additional songs released prior to the release of the album on November 10th, we asked all of you on Twitter when you think there will be additional promotional songs, if any. And 48% of you believe that there will be another song next month in October, 20% think next week which would be the week of September 10th. And 19% of you think right before the album, we'll have more songs. And 13% of you think there will be no more promotional songs.
0: I don't agree with any of these.
2: Do you think she'll drop a song like while we're recording this episode tonight?
0: Well, I mean, <laughs> absolutely. I do, to be fair. <laughs> but Taylor always had a way of tweeting or, or doing something in, you know, episodes prior that we've done. But personally, I think that Taylor might. Okay. So we have next month and we have next week. I think it'll be at the end of the month. I think uh, she's going to space it out a little bit, but I could totally see something coming by the end of September.
1: This was really, really fast. This was just what a week and two days in between pretty much. So I think she does need a little bit of a break. And for my own personal opinion, I want to have a lot of surprises for the actual album release. So Mm -hmm. I'm the same way. Yeah, I think it's more fun. So I'm kind of hoping we only get one, maybe two more.
2: It's kind of like if you had like a big pile of Christmas presents and you opened like three fourths of them before the actual holiday. Like that's not as fun.
1: (laughs) That's exactly it though.
2: (laughs) That's how I always feel about listening to new Taylor songs for the first time. Like each one is just amazing the first time you hear it and getting to hear so many new songs at once is just an incredible feeling
1: right i think with taylor you always remember where you were and what you were doing the first time you listen to the new album the full way through
0: you know and i have to say one more thing about it it's that the people who voted for no more promotional songs, I don't know. I got I have to disagree because if you look at years past, you look at 1989, you look at Red, uh every single time she's had I think what? Uh between 3 to 3 to 4 songs before the actual album came out. Right.
2: This is the era of everything old going out the window though.
0: That's a very good point.
2: I mean, I don't think she's going to be and we'll talk more about this later, but I don't think she's going to be on Good Morning America each week introducing new songs like she was in October 2014.
0: I agree. I still think, though, that she has uh, these benchmarks that she wants to hit uh, as far as album sales and things. So to me, it still seems smart to do the traditional promotional stuff. Because it's always worked for her in the past. So, I mean, but who knows?
2: And I also think probably maybe the reason why ready for it came out so abruptly when it did was because it was timed to premiere with this particular football game.
0: I think that had a lot to do with it too. I mean, it only makes sense.
1: Agreed. And I think this deal for Taylor's music to be included in the college football arena probably was completed well in advance. And so they probably knew that this was the plan a long time ago.
3: Right, and maybe there'll be a another song that is tied into another promotion later in the season, maybe like in October,
0: yeah, that's a good point too. I would love to hear just anything anything that she releases between now and then.
1: Well, and when we talked to callers last week, people also asked whether Taylor will have a completely new single before the album's released or maybe after. And that's a really good question. If you go back to 1989, Shake It Off was released on August 18th, and then Blank Space was the second single on November 10th. So here the timing is, Look What You Made Me Do was released as the first single on August 25th, and now the album comes out on November 10th. So it'll be interesting to see whether she has a second single, second music video. I think she will at least very close to... When the album's released. But speaking of, look what you made me do, we have a lot of really exciting news about all of the records that it has broken, along with some other general Taylor news that I don't know about you guys, but it's just really nice to see Taylor news being very consistent again.
0: That is for sure. Oh my gosh.
3: (laughs) Absolutely. It's good to have the Twitter feed very active again.
0: Two years of almost nothing. I'm ready. I'm ready.
1: You're ready for it then? I am ready
0: for it.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So Look What You Made Me Do has broken so many records since it was released. Uh, A couple of the Records that it beat include fastest number one on iTunes by a female, best global and US Spotify debut, most first day US radio spins, most Spotify streams in 24 hours, most viewed lyric video in 24 hours, most viewed video in 24 hours on Vivo, and most viewed video in 24 hours on YouTube.
1: Yeah, it was just incredible. And as we're recording this, the video is almost up to 250 million views. We're really hoping that it will break 1 billion views in the fastest amount of time possible. Adele's Hello currently holds the record and I believe it's 87 days. And so we're at, like I said, 250 million. So just keep watching it, keep refreshing. And it would be great to see Taylor beat a record like that, to have a billion views in such a short period of time.
0: Personally, I want to see the video dethrone Despacito. I don't know if you guys agree.
1: How many views does that song have?
0: Uh, Last I knew, it was the first to reach 3 billion views. I think it's at like 3.5 by now, maybe. Oh my gosh. I know that Shake It Off is hovering, which is Taylor's most viewed video, is hovering around 3 billion. I don't know if it's broken that yet.
2: It's funny that you say that because I just read today that Look What You Made Me Do dethroned Despacito from number one on the Hot 100.
0: Ah, so that's interesting.
2: Mm. And I think everyone is very happy just because of how overplayed that song has been.
0: (laughs) I mean, hey, personally, I like it. I don't like the Justin Bieber version. No offense, but I do like the original.
1: Well, I think that what happened was that song tied Mariah Carey and Boys to Men's song called One Sweet Day for 15 weeks at number one. So there was actually a campaign on Twitter from people who aren't even fans of Taylor to stream Look What You Made Me Do requested on the radio because they wanted Taylor to ensure that Despacito did not take over the record held by One Sweet Day. So that's exactly what happened. Taylor achieved her fifth Hot 100 number one. Her other Hot 100 number ones include We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together, Shake It Off, Blank Space, and Bad Blood. The song had the highest weekly streaming and sales in in 2017, which is so impressive because it's September and there have been a lot of new songs over the past year with respect to streaming it had 84.4 million streams for the week ending August 31st the song had the most weekly streams ever for a song by a female artist it had the second highest weekly total on streaming for any song ever the only song that was above it was Harlem Shake <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's kind of funny
1: And it is Taylor's third number one streaming song. Her other two are Shake It Off and Blank Space. And Taylor is now tied for the most streaming songs at number one by a woman. Miley Cyrus also has three streaming song number ones. And Justin Bieber, who we were just talking about, has four. I think that Taylor can easily overtake this record because I'm sure with The reputation era, she'll have multiple songs that are going to hit number one on the streaming songs chart. With respect to actual pure sales, the song had the best 2017 weekly sales. It sold 353,000 downloads. This was Taylor's 12th number one on the digital songs chart. And as we mentioned, this was her fifth Hot 100 number one. This was also actually the fifth greatest leap on the Hot 100 chart of all time because the song went from number 77 to number one, which is so impressive. And a stat that Taylor would really enjoy is that she is now the 13th woman to have at least five Hot 100 number ones. And of course, as you all likely know, this is the third time Taylor has hit number one on the Hot 100 with the lead single from her last three albums with We Are Never from Red, Shake It Off from 1989, and Now Look What You Made Me Do for Reputation. And impressively, since January of 2016, when Adele hit number one on the Hot 100, this is the first song by a female artist unaccompanied by a male to hit number one on the Hot 100. I don't even know if we covered all stats on this, but there are a lot.
2: And this is literally week two of the Reputation era.
1: (laughs) (laughs)
0: That was literally like three minutes of you talking about Taylor's accomplishments of that song. That was insane.
3: Bottom line, Taylor owns the music industry.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And let's remember, she has done literally nothing She's appeared nowhere. She said nothing.
0: That's so crazy to me. We legitimately have not seen this girl since Houston. Insane. <laughs> February.
2: And so, not only is she breaking all of these records previously held by other artists, Taylor stole the number one spot on iTunes from herself when Ready For It went to number one and bumped Look What You Made Me Do down to number two.
1: And that definitely happened during the 1989 era. And I love it. There's nothing better than seeing Taylor unseat herself with another song of hers. And when you look at the iTunes chart, it's just Taylor, number one, number two, number one music video. And it's been that way. As I said earlier, we're recording on Wednesday. And the chart has looked the same in the United States since Sunday at 9 a.m.,
0: It's funny you say that. I kind of remember in 1989, I think it was like 8 out of 10 or, or maybe even more, songs of the top 10 songs on iTunes that Taylor had. I remember seeing a screenshot going around. She legitimately had a ton of the top 10 spots.
1: Yeah, I remember that too. And we will get to see that again on November 10th, I'm sure.
2: And isn't it amazing that she could still sell such a high number of downloads on iTunes Even with having put her songs back onto streaming? Oh, absolutely. That just doesn't happen to anybody.
1: And the fact that she's holding steady for so long. Look What You Made Me Do was released on August 25th. And ever since that date, it's been in the number one or number two spot. Well, and speaking of just how many units Look What You Made Me Do has sold. Five days after the song's release, it became... Eligible for the Recording Industry Association of America's gold certification. And what that means is that it sold over 500,000 units. It was also recently announced that just in that short period of time, the song hasn't even been out for two weeks, it's already eligible for platinum certification under the RIA certification standard. Which is selling a million units, right? Exactly. Yeah. Which is crazy.
3: Well, we mentioned earlier all of the records that the "Look What You Made Me Do" video broke, and just to give you an update, it is now just under 250 million views, so a quarter of a billion already.
0: I think around five million are just my own. So. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and this next piece of news was actually surprising to me because I guess I just never thought about it. But "Look What You Made Me Do." is Taylor's first official number one in the UK. I didn't realize she had never had one.
1: I was also surprised. I thought for sure she had one before.
0: Well, I know it's incredibly difficult for artists to have international number ones. Like, incredibly difficult. So, kudos to her. That's fantastic. Well, changing gears slightly... Uh, Of course, I'm sure everybody knows about Hurricane Harvey and uh, the devastation that it's caused in Houston. Uh, Well, Taylor has made a, quote, very sizable donation to the Houston Food Bank. Uh, And this was done in honor of Andrea, Taylor's mom, who graduated from the University of Houston, and she donated $1.5 million to the food bank.
2: That's amazing. And I actually, I don't know about you guys, but I don't think I knew that that's where Andrea went.
3: Yeah, I didn't know about her connection to Houston either.
0: Yeah, and here all along, I thought Andrea grew up in Wyoming, so hey, look what I know. Now, if you guys wanted to donate to help the victims of Hurricane Harvey, you can text 90999, uh, that's the Red Cross, uh, to donate $10. So it would be awesome if you guys would do that.
1: And in some brighter news, the Taylor Swift experience is back in Los Angeles at the L.A. County Fair, which runs until September 24th. I don't think it's the full Taylor Swift experience that was at the Grammy Museum in L.A., but I believe it's at least a portion of it. So for our listeners who live in the Los Angeles area, you should check it out.
3: In some news about other songs, Shake It Off has reached 100 million streams on Spotify, And along with I Don't Want to Live Forever, this is Taylor's second song to hit that benchmark of 100 million streams.
2: And keep in mind that it's been on Spotify for a lot shorter than I Don't Want to Live Forever.
1: It has been only since June because I Don't Want to Live Forever was immediately streamed when it was released, right? Right. And I'm sure given that Look What You Made Me Do had 84.4 million streams in one week, it maybe has already surpassed 100 million or is... Very, very close. I would guess it surpassed by now.
2: So something exciting happened over the weekend. Abigail, Taylor's best friend since high school, got married. And she had a beautiful wedding in Cape Cod. And, of course, it was very private. But we did get a couple photos of Taylor that was just nice to see her since we haven't seen any photos of her in so long.
1: Yes, they were very brief, but everybody looked beautiful and It was nice to see her. After the wedding, though, it did seem like Taylor did not want to be seen. And I also heard that Taylor gave a funny speech at the reception.
0: She's got to be getting good at those speeches now. (laughs) That's true. We did hear her first one from Brittany Mack back, uh, oh, whenever that was now, last year, right?
1: 2016, yeah. Yeah, we heard the whole speech for that.
3: And that must have been cool, coming full circle From writing about Abigail in 15 to standing up in her wedding. That's a cool story.
1: Yeah, their friendship has always been one of my favorites. I love that despite Taylor's huge success, they have maintained such a strong bond.
0: I agree. To me, it's just clear to see that the two of them are going to be lifelong friends.
1: And it would be great to see additional photos from the wedding. But I think as fans, we have to understand that Abigail and her husband, Matt, might want to keep it more private and that's understandable too.
0: Well, for our last bit of news for today, uh, last but certainly not least, uh, kind of exciting for those of you especially who like Taylor's merch, there is a brand new Ready For It shirt available in Taylor's online store. Uh, It's black, it's long sleeve, it, it says dot 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 Ready For It in the reputation font uh anyway it is awesome so if you guys haven't seen it or you haven't been on the store in a while definitely go and check that out
2: i just think it's funny how we were deprived of new merch for such a long time and now everybody is upset that all the old merch is no longer available i am upset too
3: well the old taylor's dead
2: (laughs) (laughs) but what happened to the old merch the old merch didn't die (laughs) i do wonder if they'll bring it back around the holidays
0: I bet they would. And, you know, I bet you could probably end up finding a lot of it like on eBay or, you know, I know that I've seen things like cases of red rubber wristbands like at Goodwill, like things have a way of emerging in other places. So uh, anyway, if you if you haven't got merch, I, I bet you can find whatever it is you're looking for.
1: Yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. And that's all the news that we have for this week we will be right back with our main discussion on Ready For It. As we mentioned earlier, our main discussion this week will focus on Ready For It. And as you may remember from our episodes during the 1989 era, we took time to cover each song on the 1989 album, including the songs on the deluxe edition of 1989. We will be doing the same thing with Reputation, but because some of the new promo songs are released spur of the moment, especially with Ready For It, as you all are well aware at this point, it just came out of nowhere. So for that reason, with songs like Look What You Made Me Do and Ready For It and any other promotional singles that are released, we want to give you our initial reactions and hear from you about your initial reactions But later on, we will be covering each song in depth with more analysis, so you can look forward to that in the future. For now, we just want to talk about initial reactions to the song and how much we love it, because it's fantastic.
2: So the song came out, as we mentioned, Sunday morning. The previous Friday, two days earlier, there was a lot of commotion on social media because people were noticing that track one on iTunes went from being completely grayed out with no information to showing a timestamp of 328. So we were all wondering, is this a mistake and it will be taken down, or are we getting track one soon? And I was pretty certain that meant we would be getting track one, which, of course, then we did.
1: Right, but did you think it would be that quickly?
0: I didn't personally. It's just such like a... I don't know, just such a strange time interval between the two songs. Uh, But either way, I'm not complaining at all. I thought it was amazing the first time I heard it.
2: I didn't think it would be the next day, but I thought it would be soon. But I thought maybe it would be for the following Friday or something.
1: Right, me too. I didn't think it would be that soon.
3: So a second hint that I think most people caught on to after the fact, I don't remember anybody mentioning this beforehand, turned out to be an Instagram post that Taylor posted on August 24th, and it was part of her series of posts about the Look What You Made Me Do single and the Reputation album, and it was a post that just simply said, Out now, but the caption on the post said, dot dot dot, ready for it. New single, Look What You Made Me Do, out now, pre-order Reputation, etc., etc., So she definitely threw that hint right in there that nobody noticed.
2: So have you guys noticed if you look at her Instagram now, especially if you look at it on your phone, you can kind of see that she's because she since she totally cleared out all her old posts, she's creating like a particular layout. Everything is posted very strategically because everything is lined up in rows of images that go together. So she has the three snake videos which are the bottom row. Then she has the next row is when they announce the album name, the album cover first single out tomorrow night. The row above it says out now look what you made me do and look what you made me do is split into images so it kind of goes left to right. Then she has her magazine covers for Target and a Picture of the music video in the middle of those, and then at the very top, it's ready for it, and each word is its own photo.
1: It does look like she's trying to make some kind of full image to me. I noticed that when I saw the three different ready for it photos at the very top of her Instagram.
3: Yeah, it's very symmetrical.
2: Right, and it seems like from all of these images and the magazine covers that black, red, and orange are kind of like the Theme colors of this album.
1: That's true, which reminds me of Halloween.
2: So it's just interesting. And then you have to think that maybe that also had something then to do with her decision to clear everything so that she could make her page now look exactly how she wants it to.
3: And that brings us to the current big question. The caption on all of the posts about ready for it says a second glance into hashtag reputation. Ready for it? Link in bio. So, do you guys think that Second Glance is the next song title or has something to do with the album?
2: I definitely
1: do. I do too, but she could also just be trying to bait us. But I I lean way more towards yes.
0: I want to say yes too, but I also want to say that there is, again, another thing in that post that we have completely overlooked that I'm sure is going to end up being something. Really? I don't know. Every single time Taylor drops a hint, I never get it. (laughs) Right over my head. Never until later somebody explains it to me do I get it.
2: Well, I don't know. One of the things that I see people discussing is that a second glance into reputation, that's kind of an odd way to describe it. Wouldn't you say like a second look or another look or another song? I feel like it's a very odd phrase.
0: I have to agree. I mean, I know Taylor doesn't operate in, on coincidence, so.
2: Well,
1: and if she keeps operating the way she does, it could be out by the time we're done recording this episode. <laughs> 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 for some background on Ready For It, this song was written by Taylor, Max Martin, Johan Shellback, and Ali Payami. And interestingly, this is the same team that wrote Style for 1989. So if you compare style to Ready For It, you can just see how talented this whole team is. And I thought it was really interesting that Max Martin and Johan Shellback are clearly involved in this album. We don't know the extent of their involvement, but a few weeks ago, I wasn't quite sure after we saw what the album cover looked like and with Taylor deleting everything. I was wondering if maybe she wouldn't work with people who had such a huge impact on her transition to pop music like Max Martin and Johan Schalbeck. But it's good to see them involved. And I'm just always in awe of how talented they are and how they can make every song sound so different and really evolve.
2: I think one thing that that team is great at, both Martin and Shellbach and then this whole specific team that did Style and Ready For It is they're great at creating these huge introductions for their songs, these huge opening moments.
0: Absolutely. I think the bass is incredible in this song. And when you think about style, too, I mean, uh, just the song itself, or for myself, I think of the live performance always when I think of style. And the bass was insane for that song, too. So anyway, I don't know. I can totally see the parallel just in that alone.
1: But speaking of that bass wow as soon as i heard that all i could see in my head was tour and i keep shifting my opinion on i feel like every episode but i said previously that i thought look what you made me do had to be the opener for tour but i completely back off that now this has to be the opening song for tour there's no doubt i'm
0: gonna have to agree
3: oh i definitely agree I think we're all on the same page. We were all on the same page a couple episodes ago when we thought it would be Look What You Made Me Do. But I think all of us have changed our minds on that.
1: Well, and if you look back to Red, State of Grace was the first track. 1989, Welcome to New York was the first track. And this song just makes so much sense to open the show. And one question I had for Nate, because this song has a lot of dubstep in it and Of course, Taylor's huge song with dubstep was I Knew You Were Trouble, and I know that's Nate's favorite song. So I'm wondering what your first impression of this was.
0: My first impression is I absolutely cannot wait to be front row at the next concert and just feel the bass exploding in my ears. Oh, yes. I just cannot wait.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Me too.
1: I don't think it will even matter if you're at the back. (laughs)
0: Absolutely not. I'm going to be in my own little world. I mean, just think about it.
3: The bass thumping and then Taylor starts rapping. Like, what world
0: are we living in? (laughs) 2017. I love it.
1: Well, and how about how she clears her throat before she even starts rapping? It's such an interesting way to start off the whole album. That's the first thing we hear on the whole album from Taylor is her clearing her throat.
2: To me, that's her saying, listen, this is going to be a good one. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like, listen, I have
3: some important things to say.
1: (laughs) What a bold move there. I love it. I think it's so great.
2: But so now that we're all pretty confident this will open the tour, I still, however, don't think that Look What You Made Me Do will close the tour.
1: So where do you see
2: it? I see it being in the middle after like a very dramatic transition
3: I think we'll have to see what the rest of the album is like, because we've talked briefly about this theory that each of the tailors in the music video represent one of the tracks because there was 15 of them. But I think we'll have to see what the album ends up being like to determine where that song would fit into the tour.
0: I agree with both of you. I think that Obviously, we haven't heard the rest of the album yet. We don't know where it's gonna go. but it is reminiscent to me of Haunted and how Haunted had that really like dramatic opening with the bell uh and like the kind of eerie, spooky uh intro to it. That's what this kind of reminds me of and i I feel as though it would be perfect for some kind of mid concert transition, maybe into you know the final uh i don't know four songs or or whatever the set list but Um, Either way, I mean, hey, like Adam said, who knows, really?
1: I like all of those ideas. And on our most recent episode, 220, where we had callers, one of our callers, Brandon, mentioned that maybe she would, in the middle, do a mashup of all of her old songs before the old Taylor is officially dead, which I liked that idea. That would be pretty neat to see.
2: I have this theory. It's not really a theory, but it's just kind of my wild hunch at this point that this tour will be pretty much solely focused around only this album. I think any old songs will be very minimized. And I think the set list, I might change my mind when I hear the rest of the album, but I think the set list will literally go in chronological order of the album.
1: I think that's a good theory, because one thing a lot of people notice, and I think I notice too, is that Ready For It, at least the chorus sounds a lot like the quote-unquote old Taylor And in a way, to me, it sounds like something that could have easily worked on 1989. Maybe not the rapping part, but definitely a lot of the song, I think, fits with 1989. So some people think, well, maybe there's a buildup to track six where old Taylor is dead. But I also question whether the whole the old Taylor is dead is just Taylor playing on the social media response last year to everything that happened with kim kardashian and kanye west where there was the taylor swift is over party trending everywhere on tumblr and in one place i forget which geographic location it was but somewhere somebody actually painted a mural of taylor with the year like she had died like 1989 to 2016 so i still question whether the old taylor is actually dead
2: Still so many unanswered questions and at least 13 more songs to reveal.
1: Yeah, all these unanswered questions make me wonder if the magazines will have a lot of information. They're 72 pages, so I can't wait to read those.
2: But those aren't scheduled to come out until the album comes out, right? Right. And honestly... I don't know, I'm torn because it's so strange not having the usual promotional interviews from her, but it's so exciting getting to just wonder about all of these things.
1: I 100% agree, because I think you could take Bad Blood as a great example with the interview Taylor did with Rolling Stone before 1989 came out, and everybody was just making their own guesses about Bad Blood. Well, here again, everybody is making wild guesses about what Ready For It is actually about. And I've seen so many theories and a lot I think are off the wall and some might make sense. But when it comes down to it, I just think it's great that we have no idea. Taylor can write music and have her own privacy with her own lyrics. And we can just wonder what she actually means. I think that in the past, there has been way too much focus on who is this song about, what is this song about, and now we can just enjoy the music.
0: I agree. I mean, obviously, overexposure is a bad thing. And with a star as big as Taylor, I think it's kind of easy to do. So you have this whole dynamic where Half of the world listens to the songs and, and just appreciates it for the music. And then uh, the other half, us, are the ones who actually care about and understand what the lyrics are about and, and can really interpret them and enjoy them how they're meant to be enjoyed and not necessarily what people stigmatize or, or, you know, any type of negative impressions that people give on it.
1: And I think that's it, the negative impressions, because if Taylor did do an interview and made any kind of comment... People would misinterpret it and then there would be a million negative articles written about it and people would criticize her in comments. So I, I think it's really smart with the way she's going about promoting reputation. Well, we also wanted to get your thoughts on Ready For It and Look What You Made Me Do. So we asked you on Twitter, and this is almost an impossible question, but we asked you, Which song you prefer and why?
2: Our first one is from Allison. She said, Look What You Made Me Do is more my kind of song and I prefer the lyrics.
0: Well, our next one comes from Aaron Turner and he says he prefers Look What You Made Me Do because it's so unique, while Ready For It sounds so much like many other songs that are already on the radio.
3: I see where he's coming from. The chorus of Ready For It." does sound more like a pop song, but the verses and the pre-chorus just make it an unbelievable song.
1: Right. I don't think we ever could have guessed that we would have Taylor rapping on a song in 2017. That wasn't a video like Thug Story for fun. Our next one is from Andrea Basil. And she said, look what you made me do because I think it is deeper, but I love both.
3: At Tech Swifty said, "Ready for it is more fun, but look what you made me do is produced better. Max Martin sounds generic compared to Jack Antonoff and that's an interesting quote
2: It is, and I think that's one of the reasons why I always wonder if Taylor is going to continue to work with Max Martin because he works with so many people in the top forty that you have to wonder, like do songs start to sound the same, but I think he does a really good job of." working in a unique way with each artist. But honestly, in my personal opinion, no one compares to Jack, so I'm biased.
0: You know, and I tend to agree about Jack, too, and I I agree with this tweet. I think saying generic is almost, like, too heavy-handed here. I I would tweak it just to say that Max Martin sounds mainstream compared to Jack Antonoff.
3: Yeah, that's a good way to put it.
2: And Caitlin says... I like both for different reasons, but if I had to choose, I would choose Look What You Made Me Do for the lyrics.
0: I kind of see a pattern here. Anyway, our next one comes from BookNerdTW on Twitter. They say that they like Look What You Made Me Do because it's dramatic.
2: And, you know, I think the whole song, Look What You Made Me Do, just gives so much mystery to unpack within the lyrics, whereas Ready For It is a little more straightforward. So those were some great responses in defense of look what you made me do but there were several people who thought ready for it was the best and randall said lyrically ready for it
1: our next one's from at t swizzle underscore swift who said ready for it i always love taylor and max martin
0: our next one is from julia swifty 33 they preferred ready for it because of the upbeat rappy style for a love song It was. It was different. It was refreshing. It was really cool.
1: And Fearless Whovian said, ready for it, because it has a lighter feeling to it, and there's not as much repetition like there is in Look What You Made Me Do. It feels more dancey.
3: At Oh Hey Taylor Ray said, I love both, but ready for it because, all caps, that bass.
0: That bass, though. (laughs) (laughs)
2: And Mayor and Delive on Twitter, I love that username by the way, said, ready for it. I love the beat of the song and I love how Taylor mixes rapping with some great choruses. Such an upbeat song. Did you guys notice at all? Because there's a lot of mention to islands throughout the song that the background of the chorus sounds very islandy.
0: Oh, absolutely it does. Yeah, that was the whole impression that I got from the song.
2: Yeah, it has this like beachy vibe that I love and I'm sure that... People like our friends at Switched On Pop could describe that much more intelligently than I could, but Beachy is how I would describe it.
1: (laughs) Well, hopefully soon we will have some analysis from Switched On Pop. But for now, this was just, as we said earlier, our initial impressions of the song. We'll be getting much more into songs like Look What You Made Me Do, Ready For It, and everything else that's about to come our way in future episodes. To make sure that you don't miss out on any of our episodes, because we're going to be having so many exciting new episodes and guests to feature, please be sure to follow us. We're at SwiftCast13 on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and Facebook. You can also visit our website at swiftcast13.com. Our next episode will be very soon as we get more and more information about reputation for now for episode 221 this has been steph
3: adam
2: ashley
1: and nate and we'll see you soon thank you bye guys see ya later